and welcome to the Who's He podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. Yes, I'm back. He's back indeed. <laughs> the last week's pre-recorded show. I don't think anyone noticed that was pre-recorded, because there wasn't much news, was there, last week? No, not at all. Nothing happened at all, did it? No, I think no. we got away with that one. I think we did, actually. Well, I think we did. Well, sh- shall we tell everyone what we're going to do this week? Yes. Yes, this week we're going to be talking about the uh, fifth Doctor story uh, in the Destiny of the Doctor audio uh, series for the 50th anniversary, and this one is called Smoke and Mirrors. But first, the news. And of course, yes, well, Matt Smith's leaving after the Christmas special. That was that was the big news we missed out on. Every time we don't recall the show, yes. something big happens, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. So. Or, or we've just literally recorded, walk away from the computer and, and come back to messages, everyone going mad on Twitter saying, oh, have you just heard? Have you just heard this? Um, so basically... Um, as I just said, because every, every time we don't record a, a, a you know like a live episode for that uh, for a, a, any particular reason, uh, something big happens. So you can blame us for Matt Smith leaving. Yes, yes, it's entirely our fault. It's entirely our fault because if we'd have recorded, we showed him our schedule. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no shock, really, is it? No. 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 Uh, it, it's. I would have thought he. Would, it's surprising. You thought they might have done it for the end of the fiftieth. Just to have really given that show. Yeah, it does seem a bit weird why the Christmas special. It's Christmas Day, people are in a jolly mood, and then you know, yeah. your doctor regenerates. You know, so. Yeah. I must uh, admit, it does seem a bit. Everyone's got to cry to their time. snowballs, aren't they? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it just seemed, it just seemed weird. I honestly did think, though, we would get another series out of him. Well, I, th- I thought once we'd got past the, the 50th, yeah. he'd do another series. I thought so. Now, I, know I that... could see him hanging on to the 50th, but... Mm. I, know, I know there was that Sun interview, uh, what is it actually the Sun TV magazine, um, which, okay, you can never take anything the Sun says as fact. No. Uh, but a lot of other people have been saying, yes, he did actually say, and I don't know if it was just in that article or whether it was elsewhere as well, but people have taken that as, as gospel. He said, yes, I'm definitely in, in the eight yeah, series. be filming getting the next year. and yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's a pretty big statement to be taken out of context, unless it was yeah. completely made up. That's the only explanation for it. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, he had no intention of doing the eight series. No. I, I suppose it's difficult. If he's asked a direct question before they've announced it. Yeah. Uh, and the BBC or whoever... Is around and keeping stuff secret is now just it's a totally... joke. It's an absolute joke, isn't it? I mean, because you I... suspect it, may, they may have been saying, "Look, this one we really will keep quiet. We've got the perfect filming schedule. Yeah, we can do the Christmas special. We don't start filming till after the, the next series, till after the Christmas special goes out. So there's no on-set reports of him not being there. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, set. Brilliant. We just have the regeneration scene." In a close set, and, no and we can get away with this, and it can all be a big shock on Christmas Day. Yeah. Well, but, it, well, it might have been if it hadn't been for Ian Levine. Well, it's not even that. It's just the fact... Well, he, I mean, well, I, well the he, point is, once you sent out an email... Yeah, but the thing is that he could have kept it to himself, but he couldn't. Now, yeah. I've, I've always defended Ian Levine in the past, but for this one, I can't, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's basically, if they were trying to keep it a secret... Which I think they probably were. It's yeah. now just ruined the surprise. Yet, I mean, yet again, another surprise ruined. 
Yeah. Be- based because of bloody social media. It is. A, I mean, it's a fantastic thing, but it's also a bloody curse as well. Yeah. Really is. So, but then he just didn't... Yeah, this, it... this internet's not all it's cracked up to be. You can download our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, it's just, it's just that whole thing of... Um, he, he let that go, and then he was quite proud of the fact that he was being mentioned, yeah, in memos at the BBC. Yeah, and, and it's, it's the fact. But going back to why did who sent the email who, in the exactly? First place who sent that it actually out? Actually, said that he was not going to be there for the eighth series. Well, I think it was the fact that okay, it was an internal discussion put out in an email, and yeah. somebody leaked it. And they, I think, they do have a, a bit of a problem at the BBC. Someone keeps leaking this stuff to the press. The problem is nowadays, because it's such a worldwide program, I suppose there is a certain amount that they have to tell people what is going to be happening, what people are buying. Yeah. So if, I don't know, Space in Canada or whatever are buying the, the next series, mm. they've got to tell them in advance that Smith isn't going to be in it. Well, do they have to? Let's look and say, yes, there will be another series of Doctor Who. Buy it depends it. on where they want the money. If they're asking for people to contribute money into the into it to, before it's built, before it's built or, or built? filmed, yeah, <laughs> was it Noah's Ark? <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, hey, you, haven't, you haven't seen that memo about the flood. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just wait. I'll just wait for Ian Levine to leak that one. Yeah. <laughs> leak being the word. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean that to be a pun. I know I'm ashamed of myself for saying that, but <laughs> but yeah, I swear, whether they have to just because there is money that pre-orders are being made by television companies around the world. Mm. So they have to tell them what roughly is the yeah, layout of the series. I mean, you, you could be right there because, I mean, Matt Smith is a big draw. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, even when David Tennant, who's probably, you know, probably the most popular Doctor of recent times, he always seems to top the polls, but I don't think he'd quite cracked America to the level that um, Matt Smith has. No. So, and because he, he's gone out and done all the conventions and stuff like that, and you know, and been on some, um, was it the Craig Ferguson show? Yeah, like chat shows and everything. So, you know, he's, I wouldn't say he's big business, but he's known. He's a face now, isn't he? Yeah. So, and he has become, well, he's a lot of people's doctor now. Yeah. So, I, mean, yeah, I suppose so. there has got to be that. It's just you do think to yourself, they probably did. This was probably the one chance they had to do something. Yeah. And keep it quiet, just from filming schedule-wise. You do sort of get a feeling that that this whole thing about Matt Smith saying, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely doing the the eighth series," is or was supposed to be a little bit of subterfuge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what makes me think it was because they were trying to hard to keep it. I mean, when Tennant left, we did have a big long build-up. We was told almost straight away, wasn't we? Well, he announced it live on television that he was leaving, yeah. didn't he? So yeah. you know, there's not. There's not much going back from that, really. No, but I suspect he, everyone knew what he was going to do. Anyway, and they also basically almost had the confidential up and running, didn't they? Ready to go. Well, they did, didn't they? Yeah, that, there's that so, special confidential on BBC One to announce Matt yeah. Smith, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, but now, of course, the other thing um, that's obviously come out... Actually, before I move on to you know the, the whole thing about um, who's going to be the Doctor uh, now after Matt Smith... I. I I mean, I think he's been a bloody good doctor. Yeah. He really has. Um, and I, I will actually miss him in the role. Yes, totally. It, it's only the fact that you think, well, everything must change. The, yeah. 
is is the you you can accept him leaving, isn't it? It's... Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, actors you know come and go. Um, and I thought, especially in that role, and I thought, you know, I, I honestly did think we we get one more series out of him. Then he would, you know, he'd be, you know, yeah. It didn't. It feels weak. It doesn't feel like now is the time to bow out. It did. No. It did with Tennant. Yeah. He hasn't outstayed his welcome yet, has he? No, he, he hasn't. At least not with us, anyway. No, think. no. I mean, I think come the end of the um, the full series. Actually, I don't think towards the end of the full series, Tenant have outgrown his welcome. I think it was during the specials. Yeah. That I think Tenants were going to out, out, outstay his welcome for me a little bit. I mean, there were, there were bits in the full series where I thought, mm, you know, possibly could do with a change here, but. He just um, got a bit more manic, didn't he, as he went yeah, on? Yeah, that's it. But Matt Swift had been so constant and so. I mean, I hate to good, use, good, brilliant. <laughs> He's been brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I hate to sort of build up the, you know, build it up like yeah. you know Stephen Moffat does, but he has. He's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he really has been, um, and probably the one of the most consistent actors we've had in the role. Yeah. Oh, it's a shame. Here's a shame. But, but here's the change. Here's the change indeed. So, of and course, we're going to have something exciting. A new, a new doctor. A new doctor, indeed. Um, and interestingly, I think something really. Sort of, is it just me, but does it always seem like the new Doctor's first series tends to be the one you think is the best for that Doctor? Um, yeah, I've, there's something in that actually, isn't there? Uh, because David Tennant, I think his best series was his first series. Yeah. Same with Matt Smith. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the same with with Pertwee as well. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's exactly where my thoughts were. Yeah, I mean, I mean, series seven of Doctor of old Doctor Who. Um, yeah. We call it that is. My hands down favourite series ever. Yeah. So perhaps this is this is really something to be looking forward to rather than. Yeah, I mean it always is. It's it's an exciting time. You know we're going to get regeneration yeah. and, and they're always you know exciting. Yes. But in between we've got the fiftieth and we've got the Christmas special to come. You know so. Yeah. Um, okay, I know the sort of the fiftieth and the Christmas special is going to be a little bit sort of bittersweet now. Knowing that you know they're going to be Matt Smith's last episodes. Yeah. But. You know, hey, we've we've still got it for another two episodes. Let's be happy with that. Yes, indeed. But of course, since the announcement that he's leaving, you've got this circus has now started. Who's going to take over f- uh, from Matt Smith? And I don't know about you, Paul, but I'm already getting bored with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not so I'm not so interested in in actual names of people. The only thing I'm interested sort of is in oh, what I'd quite like the next Doctor to be, not who plays them. Mm. I just want someone really good playing them. Yeah, just a decent uh, actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's that's all I want. Um, yeah. However, it goes, whether it be male or female, I'm not even too bothered about, to be honest. No, I say. I mean, the problem is with the, with the male female thing is when it comes to female. I don't just just say actresses. It sounds terrible. Just keep saying male and female all the time. When they talk about an actress playing the Doctor. They just pick out the same old names over and over again. Yeah, and that, yeah, oh, that, yeah. that's what's getting tiresome. It's Give me the, someone I've never heard of, and I might be quite interested. Yeah, exactly. Interested. I mean, I mean, yet again, we've got. Um, now let's have a look who see who they were offering up here. I mean, Billy Piper. I mean, come yeah. on. Um, no. It's yeah. It's just, it's just literally they've googled Doctor Who. And well, well, this, well, this, this was what I found. This is what I found. They also had. Um, they just seem to pick up people who have been in Doctor Who before. Yeah. And they even picked out Ashley Walters. Yeah. I mean, oh, shut up. He was bloody awful. Um, 
But about Miranda Hart. I mean, every time I talk about we're going to have an actress play the Doctor, Miranda Hart's name comes up. Helen Mirren. Yeah. Olivia Coleman. I mean, again, she's already been in Doctor. Not that precludes you from ever being the Doctor. No. But they're just picking people who have, you know, are either just popular at the moment or have appeared in Doctor Who. Yeah. You know, it's it's bloody ridiculous. It really is. Um, but then you get like the silly stuff, like you know, uh, Tom Cruise, John Terry, David Beckham. I mean, sure, there's got to be other news than this to re- yes. you know in the newspapers. Yeah. You know, I think, I think this is the last time we're actually going to actually name actors, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it. exactly. Um, but have you seen you've put all your money on Adam Woodyatt? <laughs> no, I'd mine on uh, Matthew Corbett. Oh, right. Or uh, David Essex. <laughs> it could be like the Gypsy Doctor. <laughs> Yeah, he's always played a traveller, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. So there you are. So. <laughs> but no, I think there, there could be some interesting things you could do with a, a female doctor, and you can take it a different way. It would take it in a different way. Yeah, it, it you've also, if, the dynamic. if you've got Clara staying on as the companion, if you had an older actress yeah. there, you can also then explore the fact that Clara lost her mum at a young age and... You can have that sort of relationship there. Yeah. Being married to River Song would uh, add a certain free song, wouldn't it? Yeah. And you, 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 you wouldn't rule that out, though, would you? You wouldn't, <laughs> no. Not, not with Stephen Moffat. Um, no. Definitely not. But, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't think there will be any actresses named as the Doctor. I really don't. I, I do think that fans would rally against it. Yeah, I don't know. I am I I, I I really don't think that you know the world is ready for for a female doctor. I'm sorry to say. I don't know. I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me. And as long as it plays well, the role, well, that's it. As long as, as long as they get a good actress, yeah. If, if that's what they're going to do, just get someone good, not someone who's popular, yeah, or flavor of the month or whatever. Yeah. You know, you know, just get someone decent to to play yeah. the part. If you get the female equivalent of Matt Smith, we'd be happy. Yeah, indeed, indeed, we would be. Um, but it looks like the clear sort of the, you know the front runner um, is an actor called Ben Daniels. Yeah. Now I don't know if you're if you're familiar with him at all, Paul. No. No. I, okay. <laughs> now he's been in Law and Order UK um, with with Freeman Adjiman. Uh He was also in Cutting It as well. Right. And he's been in loads of other bits. He was also in uh, the film of uh, Doom, you know, based on the. Uh, the old first-person shooter game, right? So he had, he had a part in that. So he is sort of known, but it, uh, now I don't follow the guy on Twitter. But by all accounts, when Matt Smith was um, announced as leaving, he's he apparently he's a very prolific tweeter, Ben Daniels. Mm. And for what I've been told, he went very very quiet. He could have just gone away for the weekend. <laughs> he could have done, couldn't he? His internet <laughs> might have been down. <laughs> He might have been cut off by BT. Who knows? He's been, he's been trying to get through to BT for three days. He was shocked when he actually finally got internet back and found he was famous. <laughs> but the but the other, I mean, the other couple of front runners uh, apparently are um, Rupert Grint and Russell yeah. Tovey. Yeah. Now I'm going to say no to both of them, based because they can't act. No. I know Russell Tovey's got a lot of fans, but he can only pull one facial expression. And he and he just cannot emote at all. And wasn't he rejected at the time when Matt Smith? Well, no, no, I think no, I think it was just um, it was just the fact that uh, Russell T Davis liked him. 
Yeah. And he, he would and he said he wouldn't hesitate to cast him as the doctor. I thought I could read somewhere though, some that he did actually He might have applied he might have auditioned for auditioned. it. He might have auditioned for it, I don't know. But I mean, you've got to have some serious acting chops, I reckon, to follow Matt Smith. Yeah. I really do. But but apparently now because of what's happened and all this sort of frenzy, uh the now the BBC are now saying they have to name the new actor or actress, whoever it is, um, in the role of the Doctor within the month. Why they have to, I don't know. Why they uh-huh. feel they have to do that. I was just like, okay, we've had the... Forbidden surpri- Planet have got the T-shirts ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, we've lost the surprise now of Matt Smith leaving. We've lost the surprise of, of a regeneration. Yeah. And surely they could try and keep the surprise of who's going to be playing the Doctor. Imagine sort of like yeah. the, the, the genuine, like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's him or her. Yeah. You know, it would be fantastic. I, I, I actually would like to petition the BBC to, you know, to not release the actor or actress who's going to play the Doctor next. Yeah, and you'll be sitting there, with your eyes closed, waiting for him to start singing "Silver Dream Machine," won't you? <laughs> no, no, rock on! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Nah, so um, yeah, no doubt we'll be we'll be talking about this once the. Um, uh, once the uh, person has been named as the Doctor, yes, as the twelfth, and, sh- and shall we not mention it until then? <laughs> I think so. We, we shall never mention it in, in, until that time. Yes. Oh, that's probably a good a good thing to do. Um, now we've only got another um, sort of couple of bits of news. Really, um, the new visual effects cr- um, uh, team for Doctor Who uh, have been announced, and they're called Milk. Now, I don't yes. you, I, I can't remember if we actually mentioned this or not, but the Mill. Um, who previously or have currently been supplying the visual effects for Doctor Who um, shut down their TV um, division. Yeah, and basically out of the ashes of that, um, this uh, sort of phoenix of milk has, has arisen. Yeah, I can, I can say that's going to cost them an extra point three of a penny on toner, isn't it, for their letterhead paper? Exactly. Yes. See, <laughs> so sound financial planning there. I think. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. Well, they can just get a little magic marker and just draw in the K. Yeah. <laughs> Two bits for the K. There you go. Uh, yes, yeah, so there you go. So that's... Um, I mean, I, I I personally think they're in safe hands, really. Yeah. To be honest, it's considering it's all the... Uh, you know, it's it's sort of arisen out of, out of the mill. Yeah. So I would say that, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, actually. Now, actually, uh, uh, before going any further, of course, the other thing that came out of this whole uh, Matt Smith thing was the fact that Stephen Moffat saying he won't be leaving at the same time. Yes. So we will get... Um, There's a lot of people saying wrong way round. Wrong way, I know, I know. But um, it would be interesting to see what he does with, yeah. a new, with, a new, with a new actor or actress and a new doctor with a new personality. Yeah. And it will hopefully then give us also a change once we've, just, once we've got used to the... The new Doctor that will uh, get a get a change in the style of writing for them. Yeah, that's it. Unless Moffat's planning to be around for however long. Well, that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Mm. He's going to be there for. He's, he's he's contracted for another year. Be interesting to see actually as to where how long a contract they try to get whoever comes in to sign. Well, I don't know if it's like a standard contract and anything else is. You know, they just have to sort of negotiate with agents. I know they have to negotiate with agents anyway. Yeah. But maybe there is like a standard, like three years or something attached to the role. And but then you it- wonder after after 
what happened with Eccleston. I think they're quite worried about having a one a one one, C- se- one series, series contract. contract. Yeah, they, yeah, it's like a rolling contract, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's what they don't want. So, hmm. Because that was the thing, because, I mean, Matt Swift has always been very, very cagey. Yet again, we've gone back onto this. We can't sort of leave this one alone, can we? But but he he was being very cagey when he was asked um, about leaving the show and everything. He said, well, no, you know, got this to do and, you know, the the 50th and the Christmas special and then we'll see what happens after that. And he was very non-committal. Yeah. So you could could tell there was something going on. But then you had this so-called interview with the Sun TV magazine that said, oh, you know, I'm definitely staying for the Ape series and we're filming next year. So, who can say, really? Yeah. I think his mind had already been made up a long time ago. But Oh, well, anyway. We digress. Anyway, let's move on to other news. It's the final time for ratings, stats uh, for, for, for Series 7B. Yes, the official ratings. I mean, you probably all know this anyway if you listen to any other podcasts. But, um, yes, the official ratings for Name of the Doctor was 7.45 million viewers, which is a 31.7% of the total television audience. Yes. So there we go. And it was the 10th most uh, watched programme on British television of that week. Yeah. So there we are. There we are. Uh, For the final time. That was the final time. I said that last time, didn't I? Yes. No, this really is the final time. You knew you just couldn't resist, could you? I couldn't. I couldn't. Well, you know what, what our audience wants, Paul. And yes. they want facts and figures, damn it. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Now, actually, um, you did have one final little... It's not really news, is it? But you no. fe- you found something, didn't you? Well, no, it was just... It, it, it's reasonably well known. It's just one of these YouGov things. Again, getting back to who takes over from the Doctor. Yeah. And, I mean, there, there's some stuff on there about, you know, like who's the favourite Doctor and who's not. I mean, you also had the... In, of, of those asked... Are you interested in the BBC TV show? Sixty-eight percent said not total, not interested. interested. Yeah, <laughs> which um, you know we, we, we're waiting now for the the Sun headline to say that's it. It's over. It's Scrap official. It now. Gov, gov, official government poll says Doctor. No one's interested in Doctor <laughs> Who. Doctor Who. Um, but th- there's a few other questions on here, and I, I mean, you said before recorded, it does seem to be, especially that first yeah. question, does seem to be sort of lead, it's very leading, isn't yeah. it? There's a thing about thinking about the next person who will play the role of the Doctor. What do you think is important they should be? Yeah. And you just look at the list of what was asked and you think, what was this? this, this, this they, they copied this from the UKIP manifesto, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because um, he must be, or, her, or she must be, British. No, 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 he must be. I'm sure the next what, one is he. Male, male, 52. There's, there's, no, there's no option there. Uh, a character actor. I mean, are we taking that that means that 48% think no, you shouldn't, they should be female? There doesn't seem to be any indication as to what. But, but there's nothing about female on this poll at all, no. is there? Um, no, I mean, there are no other options. It's, it's, it's either then, British or it's not. But the other one, that heterosexual. Sure, yeah, because that makes a big difference. Yeah, I mean, well, that counts out Ben Daniels then. Because <laughs> it is openly gay, so that that obviously that that counts him out. The British public won't accept him. It's official. God's sake! I was going to say if I like to check that one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is 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 openly gay. There is. Oh, what, it, what is interesting though, you've got yeah. under forty nineteen percent, over forty seven percent. That means seventy four percent want him to be forty. Yeah. I think they've spoken there. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think it's overwhelming that he has to be, he or she has to be Fulton. 14% want this person to be attractive. Yes. 11% want to be tall. <laughs> tall? For God's sake. Yeah, oh, I don't God. know. But let, let's... That's, that's the person who's designed the costume. Yeah, I mean... Um... <laughs> They've already got it ready. It's oh. <laughs> well, here we go. Here we go. This proves what level bollocks these polls are because um, which of your following is the favourite doctor? Now, David Tennant ran away with this poll at 43%. Yeah. Uh, Tom Baker came in second at 16. Matt Smith, 14. Now, poor old Paul McGann, zero. Yeah. But underneath that, don't know, two. <laughs> yeah. So some people are waiting to see John Hurt, aren't they, before making their minds up? <laughs> But then you've got, which of the following is your least favourite Doctor? Now, poor old Sylvester McCoy comes out top at 29. Yeah. Uh, Colin Baker at 11. Paul McGann gets 9. He actually gets some votes this time. David Tennant... <laughs> He's known for not being liked. Indeed, but then, but then David Tennant right at the bottom, 1. Yeah. But then um, but then just above David Tennant on 2, and William Hartnell also on 2 as well, is uh, John Pertwee and William Hartnell. Yeah. So um, it doesn't make any sense. And don't know, 24 people, 24% don't know. Just don't know. know, just don't know. Don't know who's their least favourite doctor. Oh dear. So there you go. This is what will happen, folks, if you vote in UKIP. Yes. <laughs> all right, yes. This, is, this is what, if that's what you want, that's what will happen. All right, so <laughs> you have been warned. <laughs> God, the Hoosie podcast gets political. <laughs> Well, they won't let the doctor into the country for a start, will he? No, no, here. no, no. He's an alien. It's <laughs> <Yeah>, literally. <laughs> oh, crikey! Right, let's let's end this news item now before um, before we start singing the red keep the red flag flying or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, folks, for another week. Then that was the news. Right, we are now going to discuss, almost a month late, the next in the... Well, it's not really the next one. It's the fifth in the uh, Audio Go series, Destiny of the Doctor. And this is a fifth Doctor story, Smoke and Mirrors. Organ music? exclaimed Tegan. And look! said Adric. There's a light in the distance over there. You can see it through the roundabout. We were right, said Nyssa. There must be someone else here. We ought to tell the doctor and... Tegan, what is that thing? A striped cat-like creature had been prowling the shadows alongside them. As Nyssa had stepped forward, it had revealed itself by shying away from her. It hadn't gone far, though. It fixed the doctor's three companions with an appraising yellow-eyed glare, its whiskers twitching. That said Tegan, is a tiger. Don't make any sudden moves, either of you. Back away from it slowly. And it won't attack us? asked Adric. I think that depends on how hungry it's feeling. No, Adric, don't! Tegan's warning came too late. Adric had made a break for it. He headed for a narrow gap between two stalls. The tiger roared and bounded after him. Remembering what the doctor had said earlier, Nissa screamed out his name. Doctor! Right, I believe I went first last time. Yes, this. that's me. It's your turn. Okay, Paul, what do you think? Well, I stayed awake for it. <laughs> <laughs> Say that. 
after last time. And that's, and um, that's your review, is it? <laughs> so, so that's one up to this story. Uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I didn't mind it. Having complained the last one, probably didn't have a lot of story. This one they tried probably to put too much. Yes, because we, we it's an overcrowded TARDIS story, isn't yes. it? Yes. I mean, which fits the period that it's it trying. Does. It does, yeah. Um, it's just slightly even harder. It's even harder when you've got it just being narrated. Yeah. Um, and, and fair play to Janet Fielding, confident in enough in her narration not to bother trying to do voices. No, she doesn't. Um, Other than till she gets to the master and then a little bit of the possessed Nissa. Yeah, um, when she was doing the master, it sort of reminded me of when she was uh, possessed by the Mara. Yeah. In uh, Kinder. And snake dance. She 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 sort of turns on the evil, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. It, but but up until then, absolutely. The thing it. the thing was though, you could you could tell which characters she was doing, even though she wasn't trying to put in any voices. Um, there was a few times when you had to think, you had to listen to see <laughs> to listen for the said well, whatever Nissa yeah, or Adric. Yeah, I mean, she tried to um, just get the. The way, sort of like Sarah Sutton or Matthew Waterhouse or Peter Davison would say certain things, yeah, and she tried to get that sort of what they, what they call it, genuflection in the voice, yeah. So I think on the whole, she did a pretty good job of it. Yeah, I mean, it it it, it was good in the fact that it didn't. If it had been done and done badly, it would have distracted you from the story. So yeah. it didn't distract you from the story, mm. and so it was, it was. Yeah, it was. It was just. A, a plain good bit of storytelling. Yeah, I think because obviously this one features um, Harry Houdini, so yes. it was like a, a, a sort of set in Earth's past in sort of the, in the nineteen twenties. But which I actually think suits the Fifth Doctor. Yeah, that sort of story. Ah, uh, but you sort of get back to the Black Orchid and that sort of thing. Yeah, don't that's you right. That's right. To it, absolutely right. So. um and setting it in a fun fair is also sort of a creepy environment as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was quite an atmospheric sort of story, and yeah. they and it lasts an hour, and they did. You know, Steve Lyons, the writer, did try and find something for all of them to do. Yeah, they all had their own little bits. Yeah. Which, in some ways, was slightly a bit. And what I actually liked about this was he actually built in little cliffhangers. Yes, he did, didn't he? You could almost feel like the, epi- the end of the epi- each episode. <laughs> she had with Adric being chased by the lion, and then Nissa being. Yes, you did possessed. hear that. You, you, you did hear that, right? Adric is chased by a lion, and then you were shouting, "Go on, lion!" <laughs> that, that's the thing. I was willing that lion to maul him to death. That's what I was. <laughs> I was waiting for it when it's cut back to cut back to Adric, it was, he lazily tossed the lion's leg out of the half-eaten <laughs> lion's leg out of the boat. <laughs> Actually, get, getting on to Adric, the thing was, um, Janet Fielder, when she first delivers the, you know, the first line of the story, mm. and before she even described who she was, sort of who said that, that, that line, I just went, I just thought Adric, mm. because it was whiny. Yeah, it was incredibly whiny and petulant, and and she said said, said the boy in, in the yellow yellow and uh, sort of mustard coloured costume. I thought, yeah, that's Adric. Yeah, I knew straight yeah. away who she meant there. Yeah, um, I didn't need the description, so I thought 
that line was delivered very, very well by Janet Field and also written very well by Steve Lyons because he obviously understands Adric. <laughs> yes. So, but I think that that was the thing. It was, he seemed to understand each character and he wrote for them accordingly. Yes. I found. I mean, I, I don't know if any other people, any other podcasts are, are reviewing these stories at all, to be honest. But, um, so I don't know what everyone else thinks of them. No. I really don't, but I, I thought this one was rather well written, to be honest. Yeah. Apart from I the know, fact, yeah. I was say, apart, the only thing I say it was probably disappointed with the fact it was the master who was behind everything. But if you put it into the, the context of what was happening during Peter Davison's tenure, every bloody story was to do with the master, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And, and you also have the connection back to Nissa and whatever, don't you? So yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was. You know, pretty good. I mean, um, but what do I mean, you think? if you if you was going to introduce the master, it probably was. If you're not going to do it, it was either going to be the third Doctor or the fifth Doctor, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. That that really were your that that was your main two options, really. So, what, what did you actually think of the the story itself? Um, yeah, I quite liked it. I mean, it was it was quite it was actually quite good in the fact that he doesn't really get a chance to get out. It is it is the trapped master. Yeah. And that was quite an interesting idea. I was trying to think where that actually sort of falls into um, the Peter Davison series, because it obviously it was following on from something, but I can't place what story it's supposed to follow on from. I think you've watched a lot more Davison than me. Yeah, recently. and I can't think what hell story it's supposed to link to. No, I, I just can't. I've, I've tried looking it up as well, and I, I just can't think of which one it's supposed to be. But um, but one thing that sort of does get a, a mention is the fact that the Doctor hasn't, has lost his sonic screwdriver. Yes. Which is referenced in the visitation, which I thought was a, a nice nod. Yeah. And also references to um, the third Doctor, because Houdini asks, how's, how's uh, Miss Grant doing? Yeah. So, but, yeah. What is interesting is the last two have been screwdriver light. Yes. <laughs> Yes, they have, haven't they? Indeed, yes. Um, yeah, and also the other thing, actually I mentioned Kinder earlier on, but she also, uh, Tegan, uh, mentions that she knows what it's like to be under someone else's control because the whole thing, yeah. the master is controlling the entire funfair. Yeah. And as you find out, and, and spoilers now, he's also controlling Houdini. It's basically it's a trap for the Doctor. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing is he... he tries Which to- is actually very Fifth Doctor as well, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that someone close to him would be the one that portrays him. Yeah, or would be planning to portray him. And I and I did like the fact that they sort of built on this um, sort of history that the Doctor and Houdini have. They've had previous adventures. Yeah, you know, so I I do like the fact that they sort of they sort of said that rather than in just coming across Houdini. And I've always wanted to meet you. That that sort of um, story. Just the fact that you know they've had they've had previous adventures together. Yes. No, it was was a really well written story. Yeah, considering and it is difficult to to write for that many people. Yeah. but I did particularly like the way it did cut, and you sort of had a cliffhanger when it followed one character. You then had a cliffhanger when it cut away from them, back to the next character. So you were then sitting there waiting for it to go back to find out what happened. Yeah, yeah, it was considering. What, I mean, after we went to that um, BFI um, event for Peter Davison's Doctor and Janet Fielding said she didn't like the cliffhangers yeah she likes the fact now we, in the new series uh, since it came out in 2005 that there are no cliffhangers anymore um, and I don't necessarily agree with that 
I like the cliffhangers. I do as well. I can understand what she said, what she was saying about them being artificial. Yeah, you had to you had to create an artificial danger, and everything then built for that for the last ten minutes of every episode. Mm. You had it building to the the artificial cliffhanger. Yeah, but but, yeah. but no, I I miss the cliffhangers. I really yeah. do. Uh, but but it just seemed weird, as you said. This seemed to have little little cliffhangers all the way through it. Yeah. As it went back from one, because they seemed to they every sort, time it left the companion, it left them in peril. Yeah, and I liked that. I thought that was a, that was a, a nice little touch to the story. Yeah, so it'd been so easy to have, to have waited till you had the conclusion of that character's danger mm. before you then went to the next character, and it had just gone like it had just been going in sequence. Yeah, that's right. But this did actually give you a sense of jumping about and and what is happening. Yeah. No, it's just because um, the the whole thing, and actually the story does sort of link into Houdini's real life um, sort of investigation into mediums. Yeah, because he was always uh, trying to, and he actually mentions in it, you know, every medium he's come across has been a charlatan. Yeah, um, but this story tries to make out he was actually trying to find a, someone who was genuine, who can contact the dead. Yeah. And because it was it to talk to his his wife or something, wasn't it? I think that's what they, they were getting at there. Yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like the fact they wove that into the story, and basically the whole thing um, was he called the doctor in because he was concerned about this the, the fortune teller at the fairground claimed to have supernatural skills, and it appeared that she did have. But it turns out she's using something called an Ovid sphere. Yeah. Uh, which was referenced again in a, a, a past adventure he had with the doctor. Yeah, um, but anything when I thought about because you could see things in the future in this in these spheres and everything, and and it just played on memories, didn't it? You can only see things happened in the past, and I I just sort of thought of uh, the Palantirs from Lord of the Rings at that point because that could show you sort of like alternate futures and of things that could happen in the uh, things that happened in the past, and yeah. So I just thought I just immediately thought it was one of those, and especially when it got to the point where the Fifth Doctor picked it up and he and it he it sort of took him over. He couldn't let it go, which is basically what what happened to um, Mary. I think it was Mary in Lord of the Rings. It was a similar sort of. That's how Sauron found you know that there's the yeah. Hobbit. You know, so um, yeah, it just I just thought that was a little bit too reminiscent of Lord of the Rings that bit. But again, it was just to show the thing for the Eleventh Doctor to make his appearance. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, having said about they've been quite clever in how they've introduced them. Yeah, again, I quite like this one. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. It was certainly um, more intelligent than the one in the last story. Yeah. Where it just appeared to be shoehorned in. And this one was quite interesting because it wasn't anything particularly trying to be funny or wacky with it, was that either? No, and the, the, I mean, the other Just great, fairly straight fairly in the delivery of the... Yeah, and the other thing as well, his message got cut off at the end. Yeah. And you never do find out what he said because even the doctor says, "Well, oh well, I, I got the gist of it." Yeah, you know. So it was, yeah. There, there was no, I don't know how to put it. There was no sort of big mystery. Just sort of like it was like a call that got cut off. Yeah, and that, that was it. So he, he just knows, you know, he knows enough that he had to um, take the take the sphere. Yeah, and um, not destroy it. So yeah, I, I, I liked it. I did like it. Yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting story. It had been. I've, Interesting to have heard it actually done as a actual play, audio play, with the characters. If Big Finish had done it that way, I I think it would have worked quite well. Yeah, 
And I think it probably would have worked better, actually, because then you wouldn't have had to have been... You'd have known... Because it was jumping about a bit as well. You had to be, oh, who's saying this? Yeah. Whereas, obviously, if you've got that many characters, if they're actually all sounding different, mm. you can follow it a lot quicker. You can do. Actually, another thing... And this is something I forgot to mention when we reviewed the fourth Doctor story. The one of the things I did like about um, this particular one was the music. Because they tried to capture that um, yes. 80s, sort of the Brian Hodgson sound, didn't they? Yeah. And that's one thing I liked about the fourth Doctor one, because the music was very Dudley Simpson. They tried to capture the the the, the, the music of the time. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm assuming by the time we get to uh, the seventh Doctor one, we're going to have the, 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 the musical stories of Kef McCulloch. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Something to wait for. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that's what I like the fact they they tried to you know capture the the whole atmosphere of of the period of when that particular doctor was on the television. I mean, I think they have done that really well with all of them, to be honest. Mm, I think so. I think certainly the writing of these stories has has got it's the got, yeah. I mean, apart from the essence of it. Apart from the, the you know the first Doctor story, which was a bit of an odd fish, that one. Yeah, yeah, I think they were trying to find their feet with that one a bit, weren't mm, they? They were. Um, well, actually, what they was trying to do there was was almost recreate that opening. Well, they were, well, yeah, they were just trying to explain why the Doctor ten was on minutes Earth. of 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 an unearthly, unearthly child. child. Yeah, rather than actually just try and say what is the essence of this Doctor mm. and companions. Yeah, and then write a new story for that. They was really trying to recreate. Yeah, definitely. And it probably went a bit over the top on it. Mm, I agree with that. I do agree with that. And I think now they sort of found their feet a little bit more. But with the others, they've said, right, what what is the most usual thing for this doctor to do? And let's write a new story, but give it all those sort of elements. Yeah, and I think I think they have got okay. I mean, you know, I, we weren't particularly. I know you weren't overly struck on the fourth Doctor one. No, I mean, and I, and I wasn't on the third Doctor one. But um, oh, I've got, I've got no, no question that it was actually written in the style of the Doctor and Romana two. Oh no, no, I've got no problems with that. That definitely. But then that personally isn't perhaps my favourite period. So no, that's it's it. slightly against it from that point of view. Anyway, with me, yeah. So you don't, you haven't exactly got off on the right foot with that one, have you? No. So. But I think with this one though, because it, it's it's featuring you know like the the classic TARDIS crew uh, from the Fifth Doctor's time, and I think it does it rather well. And you know, I, you know, I, I would recommend this to people. Yeah, I really would recommend it. Um, oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a good story. Yeah, and I think even to the point where the, the Fifth Doctor doesn't really do a lot, which was quite common for the Fifth yeah. Doctor. It just turns up at the end of the day. To... Yeah, and I think a lot, a lot of people do have a lot of problems with... I think that's why people have problems with the Fifth Doctor, because he, he, he is... A lot of the time, he's pretty ineffective in a lot of his stories. Hey, he's he's calmly waiting for his moment. Yeah, that's it. And it's I think probably that, the, the way it was played. Yeah, and I think that's what people had a lot of problems with, especially yeah. after coming after Tom Baker. I mean, Richard, it's just probably the way, way, why, the, the way it was done that way. Hmm. And I, I, I really don't mind because I, I, no. I'd like the Fifth Doctor. Yeah, you know, he, he was doing, you know, the old man in a young man's body long before Matt Smith was doing it. Yes, I mean, he was probably more the blueprint than any other Doctor, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, 
I must. I mean, that, that that was the thing in this, wasn't it? That was the one thing that the eleventh <coughs> Doctor says to him, isn't it? Was the fact that you had to try and you were always trying to pretend you was older than you were. Yeah. <laughs> always worried that you weren't old enough or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just that I mean that's little things like that that made the story good. Yeah. It was obviously. I mean, um, I, mean I don't know anything about Steve Lines at all. What if he's written for Doctor Who before uh, for you know, for Big Finish? But he obviously knew the subject matter. Yeah. And I think he knew what they were trying to achieve with the Fifth Doctor back in the eighties. Um, so I think from that point of view, it, it worked really well. Totally. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think. I mean, I've got too much to say about this one. It's always difficult when you when you really like it. There's not a lot to talk about, is there? No, there's, there's not much I'd like. I'll pick holes in with this one. No, me neither, actually, because I, I just did enjoy it from from beginning to end, and I think a lot of that has got to do with Janet Fielding's reading of the story. To be honest, yeah. I, you know, um, I know, you know, so she didn't do many accents, and there was a, you said there was a couple of times when you found it difficult to p- pick out which character she was actually doing. Yeah, but you had but, you had to listen to it, and you had to listen to it as as a book rather. It was more of a it was an audio reading of a book rather than a a play. Yeah, one person like a one person play. It was it, as you, you're right. It was more like a book. Yeah, it was an else. audio. Yeah, yeah, rather than yeah a, a, a one one man performance of a mm. play. It was it was a reading. Yeah, and I think it did work better for that. Yeah, I really do. Unless unless you can do. The accents, then you probably actually might be better off. Yeah, not attempting. That's right. But she did do a good job at Adric's wine. Yeah, she really did do a good job at that. The whiny, petulant tone to his voice. So <laughs> that's what endeared him so to fans. Ah, <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so um, any anything else to add, Paul? No, I think that's about it. Really. I think that's about it. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So. Um, yeah, so basically, say we we highly recommend this one. Yes, that's what we're going to say so. Um, so I think now next week, shall we do the next one? Shall we do the Sith Doctor one and catch up? Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose why so. Not? Why not? Why not? Because yeah, that that was released um, last week. So um, yeah. yeah, so next week then we shall be uh, giving a review of Trouble in Paradise. Yes, which is read by Nicola Bryant. Yes. So okay then. Gonna get giddy running headlong into these. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Sort of, um, but we we will go be going back to um, our series three retrospective as well. Yes, at some point in the future, we'll also be returning to our uh, target novelisation reviews. Yes, and of course, hopefully, coming up very very soon will be another audio commentary. Yes, so which we haven't so done we... once since January. No, so we're we're going to be a little bit out of practice, I believe, but. Um, yeah, as if as if we sounded practiced before. Yeah, I was going to say if that's going to make any difference. The difference, nah. So yeah, now, the rest may have done as good. <laughs> Time will tell. Is what we're going to say. Time will tell. Um, so so hopefully very soon that we uh, mean the return of Tony to the podcast. Yes. So for the first time since January. So that's uh, that's something for everyone to look forward to, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's for us because we always enjoy podcasting with Tony. Yes. So. Okay, and everybody, so, till next week, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye.
You were listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk and please also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. <laughs>